0: Rosie on the House, every
1: Arizona homeowner's best friend.
2: That's our goal. What do we have to do here at Rosie on the House to become the best friend of every single homeowner in the entire state of Arizona? We broadcast this show every Saturday morning to answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. You can join the conversation. We actually have uh, Karen on the line already. She called in early. We have Jess here answering the phones. It's a toll free phone number. You dial 1 767 4348. And what we do is we put our 50 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes experience to work for you. We'll give you the information right. Rosie Right, we like to say, and we give it to you free. And there's no other place you can go and get that. One triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. 767 4348 You get used to listening to the show and you make it a regular part of your Saturday morning and you want a little bit of more of uh, the rosy uh right information, we've got a website, rosyonthehouse.com. You can go on there and subscribe to our newsletter. We send out tens of thousands of newsletters every single week by subscription only. So if you want it, you'll get it and be in your own email box every single Thursday morning. And it'll got to give you a tip off as to what we're going to be covering that coming Saturday. And so you can kind of earmark it. Oh, I want to hear about that. And if you had gotten the newsletter this week, you'd know one of the things we're going to talk about this hour is what is on the mind of a lot of you homeowners uh, in Arizona. And I just got back from spending a week in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And I want to tell you something. I was meeting 11 other remodeling contractors from across the country, from San Francisco to Cincinnati to Atlanta to Washington, D.C., spread out. We were representing Arizona. And this is the question that a lot of homeowners have coast to coast. Just right now, with the rising interest rates, do I consider cashing in the equity I'm sitting in and sitting on with my current house and move up? Or do I simply use that equity to farm it, harvest it, and remodel my existing home? We're going to talk about the do's and the don'ts and some of the things you need to consider if that's what you're working through in your heart concerning about what to do about your home. Do I buy new? Do I move up? Do I downsize? Do I remodel? In today's world of the higher interest rate, the big equity that everybody's probably sitting on, there's a lot of things to consider. But we are a call-in question-and-answer talk show, so why don't we go ahead and bring Karen in, who uh, very very uh, intelligently uh, called in even before we were on air. So let's let's reward her with an early answer. Good morning, Karen.
3: Oh, good morning.
2: How can we help?
3: All right. Um, I have hammering in my pipes. It started in the, the bathroom tub. And then when I went to do the wash, pretty loud. And now it's starting in the kitchen. And... Uh, very quickly, my, my niece just looked it up, and she said, well, what, what I could do is just shut off the main water, you know, and then open up all the pipes. I mean, I'm sorry, open up all the faucets, and that might alleviate the problem.
2: Um, there's a chance it might. But how long have you lived in this house, Karen?
3: 23.
2: Okay. And has it ever done it before? No. And... Is there any new development going on in, about, and around your neighborhood?
3: Um, well, they're putting up... It's not really... No.
2: Okay. Here's, no, here's no, what I want no, you to do. I don't do. think I
3: it's that close.
2: Okay. Here's what I want you to do. It's going to be very simple. You'll be able to do this this afternoon. Run to your nearest Ace Hardware store and get a pressure, uh, a water pressure valve uh, gauge. Uh, it's going to cost you under $15. And can you tell where the water comes into your house? That's usually the front of the house where that hose bib is. We call it the water manifold. Are you aware where that's located on your home?
3: Where, where the shutoff is?
2: Yes, exactly.
3: Yes, yes. I okay. know where the, where the shutoff,
2: yes. All right, Karen. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go pick up that valve, that gauge, And I want you to screw it on to the hose bib right there. And I want you to make sure everything else in the house is turned off. And then I want you to turn that hose bib on full blast. It's gonna tell you what the pressure is right there as the water pressure coming into your home. You're gonna want that at about 60 PSI, no more. Now, the fact you've been in your home 20 years um, and it has never happened, indicates to me it might just be oh, some valves that are wearing out. But let's see if the pressure is 60. If it's much over 70, 75, or 80, you're not going to get rid of that air hammer until you put a pressure-regulating valve right there at the front of the house. So the other way you can get rid of it is you can look on the website for a product called Sioux Chief, like the Indian tribe, Sioux. S-I-O-U-X, Sioux Chief. And it's called an air hammer arrestor. Now, those are hard to put on for a bathtub. But they're very easy to put on to the closest toilet to that bathtub. And it's a spring-loaded shock absorber that will actually absorb the shock of that pipe wanting to vibrate. And it'll go away. Very easy to install yourself. You can order them online uh that they're under twenty dollars those are the two things i would check if you're if you're under 60 pounds and then i'd order an air hammer arrester and if that doesn't solve it then we're going to have to get in and probably start replacing the uh the the 20 year old valves in the tub and in the sink and then through the other units that have started the uh the little the little porcelain or rubber gasket in those valve bodies can actually be uh, maybe a little torn, a little worn out, and that can cause it as well. So that's what we do here at Rosie on the House. We take dilemmas and anxieties like Karen's experiencing at her home. We allow you to ask us the question, and we'll put our experience to work for you. Thanks, Ms. Karen. Appreciate the call. We have an open line at one 767 48, that's one triple eight Rosie for you. R O S I E, the number four, and the letter U. So do I remodel or do I sell? And when you do a Google search on the equity you have in your house, generally what we're finding is people say, ooh, wow. Man, I'm sitting on a big, fat savings account I didn't know I had. If I would cash that savings account in by selling the house, I could move up. I could get into a a bigger house or a different house that fits my needs better now. But then when you go shopping, you realize every place you're looking to buy is also sitting on that same huge uh, hidden uh, savings account account called equity. So it gets really expensive to move up. And we were at a real estate convention in the West Valley about three weeks ago. And I was surprised to hear the realtors talking about how much things have slowed down with the interest rates that are that we're seeing right now. And we're seeing it at the remodeling company because people are calling and saying, you know what, rather than move up and move into a home that's another hundred and fifty or two hundred or two hundred and fifty thousand higher in a mortgage payment. Uh I'd like to put fifty or sixty or a hundred in this and put it on a uh second uh mortgage or a home equity line of credit that I'd have the flexibility of paying it off quicker. And then I'm not then I'm not taking down that enlarged mortgage at seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half percent cause, uh boy for a whole generation of home buyers that have been paying 2 and 3%. This sounds really expensive. Would it be a time to downsize? If that's if that's the stage you are in life, absolutely. Nothing wrong at all taking your equity and go find something you can pay for cash and have no no mortgage at all. Absolutely. And
4: uh, you know every Every scenario provides an opportunity for somebody, and just depending on what stage of your life you're in, that that was the first thing that came to mind. Is now would be the time, exactly like you said, because you you know paying for cash is key there because you don't want to get into that higher interest loan yeah. rate. But if you've got all this equity, you cash it out, you downsize, buy it for cash, and not have a payment on your on your house. Talk, I, about, talk about building equity fast nice, nice it's a it's a very <laughs> downsized home with
2: a, a very great place to be if you can get there well like i was saying we do have open lines one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight and uh, i did just spend a week in the upper peninsula of michigan i've never been there i've been to green bay before but i've never driven two hours north and gotten into iron mountain michigan which is where we spent the week and uh I'll tell you what, the fall season is is moving in heavy right there with the maples and the sugar maples. And it's been a long time since I've seen fall colors that intense and that beautiful. Waking up in the morning and it's, you know, it, it was warm, but the last couple days we woke up and it was in the high 40s. That, that felt that felt like fall. That felt like real fall. So we're here at Rose on the House. Uh, welcome your call, one 767 4348 I want to finish talking through some other emails we got this week uh, where Karen, you know, in a plumbing problem, very well could have called a plumber to see if she could come out and solve that problem. Well, I want you all to know that there are a lot of large plumbing, air conditioning, electrical companies that are sending more than just techs out to your property. They're sending say, trained salespeople. And I want to give you all just a little warning on how to protect yourself from that when we get back.
4: So did you turn into red green up there? Almost. It would, it would be easy to do.
2: I just I, need a ro- lawnmower and a rope. What what is this hat I'm wearing? You got the hat. I know. I know. They they gave us that get that hat as a gift. It's called a chromer. How's how does it look? It looks great. Uh, and I tell you what, when it's mid 40s and it's sprinkling and uh, you're walking through the maple woods up there, it's very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care what it looks like. No, and... no. No, we we walked a a, a good little hike on uh, Thursday morning. I feel like I need some suspenders Yes, you do. You do. It's exactly what it it looks like. We're talking about uh, anything you'd like to talk about, your house, home, castle, or cabin. We've got a few callers lining up here. Melinda looks like she has a question. Let's see if we can bring Melinda into the conversation. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Rosie, everybody. My my husband and I listen to you every week. I am so excited to be talking to you.
2: Well, it's Um, easy to do. (laughs) It's easy to do. (laughs)
3: Well, this is wonderful. Well, well, Rosie, I think you might be able to help us. My husband, um, my husband is retired, and I'm retiring next May. I'm a school teacher. Okay. We are both from Tucson, have lived in Tucson our whole lives, and our house is paid off. And um, what we are, since we are retired, um, we are both horse people, and um, we want to move to Kentucky. But we don't want to buy anything in Kentucky. We've visited Kentucky lots of times. And um, what we want to do in Kentucky is just live there for a year, the entire seasons, all four seasons, um, and, and just rent there, find a place to live there. Okay. And then um, if, if it doesn't work out, because Kentucky is beautiful, it has yeah. horses and green hills, yeah. it also has tornadoes and ice storms. Yeah, it does. And in Tucson, we don't have tornadoes and <laughs> ice storms. <laughs> so our question is, is that at first we would just say, well, let's just sell our house, it's paid off. But then, you know, with what you're talking about, and actually in the last week or two, Hubby and I have also been talking about, maybe it won't be a good idea to sell the house. Maybe we should just rent it. That way, if Kentucky, heaven forbid, doesn't work out, then we come back. So our question is, using a rental management company, I am not going to rent my house from 2,000 miles away. Do you know of any good companies that are reputable that could manage the rental of our home for a year while we're gone?
2: In Pima County. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we have a realtor we trust
4: very much. And you can call and ask, you know, who they're using. Yeah. Because uh, that is not a category. We have any uh, companies that have gone through our certification process, but we are very strong on referrals and personal relationships. And I would uh, start with Joel Kahn of Tierra Antigua, 444 1072 and see who they're using or have know in the industry is good for homeowners. Because a lot of those property managers you know, aren't necessarily one-off homes. You know, Some of them do commercials. Some of them uh, you know, do HOAs, stuff like that. So finding somebody that specializes in just a one-off would be key.
2: And, and, I, and, I, and I will tell you that the birth of Airbnbs and VRBOs gave a birth to a whole new industry. Property managers for residential uh, one-offs. So, you'll be able to find somebody, Melinda. I can't. I can't tell you. Uh, I, I don't know how I could encourage you more. I think you're doing exactly the right thing. Rental rates are up. You're going to be able to rent the house. You say it's free and clear and paid off. There isn't any reason to sell it. while you go try Kentucky? Kentucky is beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. My horse came from kentucky I, I think jennifer's horse came from kentucky so uh, uh beautiful country go give it a try for a year and uh, i don't know how much i'll be able to help you with a house in kentucky but you can still join us by logging onto the website listen to us every saturday morning thanks a million for the call good luck in this next chapter in your life we wish you the very very best we'll have to do a follow-up and call joel during the week it, too i'm curious now uh myself who they're recommending I know uh, the couple of rental properties we have, I just do it myself. But I do know my sister and brother-in-law have s- some rental properties. They have a company here in town in Maricopa County. They really, really like. And I know a couple other, you know, people that own rental homes that very few of them do it themselves. But uh, well, let's get back to the topic about this. Uh, like, you know, Melinda there, she's trying to figure out which way to go, what to do. One of, one of the things that's implicating the equity issue on existing homes has to do with the inventory and here's a very interesting statistic that we just came up with here in the last 30 days they are we have we are on track to be issuing about 1.2 million fewer home building permits than is required just to meet the growth of the country so we're 1.2 million permits short of just staying even all the more reason you might be thinking about you know the house you're in now the equity probably will continue to keep going up Uh, the rent for that property will continue to keep going up and it will be much easier for you to take a small equity line of credit rather than go refinance a whole project and uh, fix the little home you're in right now just the way you want it when we get back i want to talk about things you need to be careful of while you're picking the designer and the contractor to pull that off right here at rosie on the house we've got jeff and matt we'll get to both of them right after this short station break
4: One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you to join the conversation. Jeff's next on the line, wants to crawl up in the attic. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the program.
1: Morning, Rosie and Romy. How are you guys doing today? Great. Oh. <laughs> hey, my question is, well, see I I put an old uh or a thermostat sensor or thermometer sensor, sensor up in our attic this year, and it got up into the one fifties. Um and we have ridge vents and soffit vents so I'm, i was wondering is there a way to cool it off or is that normal cuz you know the air handlers up there and they're they're just a big computer anymore so computers don't like heat is there a way to cool the attic a little bit to you
2: know so it doesn't transfer into the house jeff or what something or? <laughs> what what vintage is your home when was it built it was built in the 60s Okay, nineteen sixty four. Okay, and it's got a pitched roof. Yeah, pitched roof, and there's what four gables. Okay, that was my another question: is should I put a gable vent in? Okay, and when you say the air conditioner's up there, it's a it's it's a horizontal air handler that lives in the attic. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, correct. Here's 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 where my fifty years of experience is going to come to your aid and assistance. Don't be overly concerned about a 150-degree attic. Be concerned that the insulation on the top of your ceiling is continuous. It's an R38, and it's installed exactly correctly. The fact that the home was built in the 60s, there could be a good chance you've got some disturbed insulation up there. You never, ever want to put a fan motor to evacuate air in your attic you can add some gable vents you've got continuous ridge vent right now that's good fresh air ventilation there's nothing wrong with that but never force the attic to to vent because if you create a negative pressure in that attic it's going to make it up by sucking the air conditioning out of your house with every ceiling junction box, every bathroom exhaust fan, the kitchen exhaust hood, every recess can that you've got in the house. I'm wanna tell you this, in the middle of the summer, and we had a we had a doozy of a summer this year. What was your highest air conditioning electric bill this summer? Oh well
1: my wife's always cold so we don't keep our air conditioner too high. I think
2: it was like 200 and some dollars, $217, 220 Okay, so what, how big a house do you have? Like a 16 1,800-square-foot home? It's 20, 2200 Well, Wow, so you keep the thermostat pretty high. You're up in the high 70s. Uh, and and you probably... Well, no, and even
1: higher 82. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. My
2: wife likes it. At. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> well, okay, so your highest cooling electric bill was 200 let's just call it 200 bucks only only 15 dollars of that bill had anything to do with your attic and it didn't matter if your attic was 200 degrees if you've got that properly insulated the attic heat is not what you want to attack to try and save your cooling bills you want to attack your doors and windows make sure they're sunscreened there's some very specific instructions on how we'd like to see sunscreens installed on your windows you can find that at rosieonthehouse.com there's tricks to install that that actually increase the efficiency of sunscreens by as much as 30 and 40 and 50 percent make sure your weather stripping on all your exterior doors is nice and tight fitting all the electrical receptacles on your outside walls take the faceplate off Uh, take a little expanding foam and just shoot in there and caulk between the the junction box and the exterior siding, the exterior stucco, the interior drywall. If you'll go through and do that, it'll be the equivalent of closing one open window in your house. So I'm glad you called. Uh, Proper attic ventilation is important, but a lot of people put fan motors up there with their thermocoupler and they started it turning on this fan and sucking air out of the attic and then they call me and they want to know why their electric bill went up 30% well it's because the makeup air for evacuating the hot air is the air conditioned air you've got sitting in your house and it's an easy thing to
4: think oh if I cool the attic it's going to cool my indoors or require less but you mentioned a couple key things about your attic that are done right You said you've got the gable vents around the edge, you know, on the top plate of your home and ridge vent. So even though it's hot in there, Jeff, hot air rises. So the natural air is coming in at the top plate right on top of the insulation and going out the top of the roof. You know, that heat's not automatically forced to go down into your home. It's vented right. Hot air rises. Yes, it's hot up there. But there's nothing forcing that hot air down into your home. And like Rosie said, you put something in there that starts sucking hot air out, it's going to start sucking air, conditioned air, out of your home into the attic. And that cools your attic <laughs>
2: <laughs> It will do that. So but, I'm glad you I'm But what glad... are you trying to cool, your attic or your home? That's right. Uh, so I'm glad you asked the question because it is, it is a very common mistake for homeowners Uh, to start attacking the heat in their attic. And I want to tell you a couple things, folks. I I want you to be listening to me really close. There is never, ever a time to spend money to put radiant barrier in your attic. And I know some of you are crying alligator tears right now because you got sold that at the last home show and you threw up about $900 to $1,200 to $1,400 up there. It does absolutely no good in Arizona, 99% of the time. So, no radiant barrier, R38 insulation installed correctly with no voids, no blank spaces. That's gonna be the most efficient, effective, and energy conscious way to take care of your home. With that, appreciate it, Jeff. Let's go to Matt. Bring Matt into the conversation. What's Matt up to today?
0: Hey, good morning, Rosie, Romy. Happy Saturday and uh, happy fall. It's, it's Amen. almost here.
2: Amen, baby. Amen. So, what you got I scheduled gotta, for your fall you guys, project? Oh, what what don't I
0: have for my fall <laughs> project? I've got I've got a huge list of them. So, all right, um, well, that's why we're here. Yeah, the the one I'm looking I'm looking for some advice on a pool waterfall. Um, I've got a poured concrete uh, waterfall. We had our redone by a Rosie certified partner um, and they didn't do the waterfall, but they recommended somebody um, else that they said is, is one of the best in the Valley. Um, this was probably six years ago. Oh. Um, and throughout those six years, I've had them back out, I think two times to replace cracks or repair cracks. Um, and now they it's still cracking in places. It's leaking um their their suggestion is to kind of strip back the concrete um the surface cover it in dry lock and then recoat it and they're hoping that will stop the crack so my question is kind of twofold I'm wondering if you or somebody you know would have a an idea is that going to solve this problem of of this waterfall cracking every you know one to two years um and if that's yeah if that's a like reasonable path forward for getting this, or or if having a concrete waterfall, if I'm just expected that every couple of years I'm going to have to have it repaired.
2: No, uh, I would have a lot of questions about where's the crack occurring, and is it the size of a pencil lead or the size of a pencil? Is it structural? The fact that it's recurring tells me there's struck something structural deficient for this thing to keep moving, and we're going to have to solve that before we keep putting patch over patch over patch. I will tell you that dry lock will never hold a concrete uh, water feature together. Uh, that might be a tactic for stopping the water penetration, but it will not hold the unit structurally together. I'd be more inclined uh, to get that the, the original pool contractor back, visit with them about all the dilemmas you're going you're going through with the ongoing company they recommended, but we've got to stop the movement. Uh, then, then do we treat it with the gunite and the plaster? Or we might want to go in there with some uh, epoxy waterproof cement first, a product called Thoroseal. We use it for a lot of uh, waterproofing basements and water cisterns, uh, but it won't hold the block together, but it will absolutely stop if the cracks are occurring because of structural movement we got to stop that if the cracks are occurring because of moisture penetration thorough would fix that so i'm going to ask you matt if you wouldn't mind taking a couple pictures send it in to us at rosie and uh let me know which rosie certified pool contractor you originally worked with and then we'll talk to the company they recommended on fixing the fountain and uh uh, see if we we got to find out why it's cracking or we're never going to be able to fix it and just a general observation for anybody
4: else that's in the pool design build uh phase or water feature phase there's a reason you never see a fountain in arizona older than like five or ten years unless it's like <laughs> on a resort that has a significant budget for care and maintenance for that i mean i was walking there's three within a quarter mile of our studio, broadcast studio, within the last two years, gone. They've completely ripped it out and gone to uh, a desert hardscape feature with quarter minus granite. I mean, fountains in Arizona are constant maintenance. It can be. They should. Sure be constant water use. You know, there's different things. You know, living ponds. We're much more. I'm much more of a fan of, uh, or something like
2: that. You know? Okay. Matt, we appreciate the call. You can send those photos to uh, info at rosieonthehouse.com. We get a lot of people texting us pictures. It helps us a lot, kind of diagnose the problem without having to drive around town uh, in $5 a gallon gasoline.
0: This is Bob Vaught of IQ Home Inspections. You're listening to Rosie on the House.
4: One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. If you'd rather text, you can send that to four one one nine two three. And as Rosie mentioned, going into the last break, you can email us pictures and short videos at info at rosieonthehouse.com. dot com. Next on the line, Dave. Going up on the roof. Good morning, Dave. How can we help you?
1: Hi guys. Long time listener, first time caller. I've got a single-family house, and and I'm going to be needing a new roof real soon. So I was looking into it. It's asphaltic shingles right now. Okay. But I was thinking about getting a metal roof, and my insurance just renewed. So I was talking to the insurance agent. uh, Well, at least the person had answered on the phone. And they said they would have to drop me if I put on a metal roof, which kind of shocked me. So I was wondering if you've ever heard of that. And number two, what's your opinion, asphaltic shingles versus a metal roof, any advantages or not?
2: Well, the metal roof is literally going to be, for all practical purposes, a permanent roof. Um, Not all roofers install it. Where are you in Arizona?
1: South Scottsdale.
2: Okay. Uh, In the Maricopa County, greater Phoenix area, we have two rosy certified roofers that do a, quite a bit of metal roofing. Uh, I would not let an insurance company threaten to drop me, keep me from getting a metal roof. I will I have to tell you, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. But I'm not saying uh, I, I would shop that around a little bit. But you've got uh, in the East Valley, you've got Canyon State roofing. Have you ever looked at our contractors on our, on our website?
1: Yep. Okay. Use you guys.
2: Okay, so from RosalindHouse.com, you plug in roofing, plug in your zip code, you're gonna see Canyon State Roofing for the East Valley, and you're gonna see Armored Roofing for the West Valley. Both two great roofers that do metal roofs, and I would definitely get a quote for it, and shop insurance companies if you're gonna be in that house for any amount of time. I mean, it's it's one and done. You're um. I'm remodeling a home in Scottsdale. I'm going metal roof. And it's a asphalt shingle right now. And those two roofing
4: contractors, like Rosie said, do metal roofing. But we've got uh I think six that service the Phoenix metro yeah. area. So we've got a lot of great roofing partners that you can find. Just not everyone specializes in roofing. And like Rosie metal. said Yeah, it's not it, it is a forever roof. Um and there's some things you're going to want to make sure, you know, is air conditioning equipment up there? You know, that that would be a great opportunity to move it off the roof. You don't, when you put a metal roof on, you don't want anything else on top of your roof. The only thing you're ever going to see are some plumbing vents that protrude uh, out through the roof. And you will be very happy and very long. I, it, it It's a great look. That's expensive and why you don't see a lot of people go for it, but. You know, if you're going to be in the house, if that's your forever
2: home and you need a new roof, well, put a forever roof on there. I was uh, – I'm, I'm going to have to make a note to myself to call Atkins Insurance and Focus Insurance and see if their homeowner policy writers are putting exclusions for metal roofs. And uh, I'm going to have to do some research on that.
4: And we're actually going to have uh, Atkinson on uh, in the coming weeks because okay. – uh, when Kowalski Construction was on a few weeks ago talking about home renovations as it relates to, you know, through insurance claims from yeah. water damage, from fire damage, uh, you know, whatever cars running into their garage, whatever the case may be, any kind of repair work that's done through insurance, how many homes they get to where they've got ins- homeowners insurance that haven't been updated in years and nowhere near cover the replacement cost of the damage that's done to their home, so they end up kind of in a pickle. Like, well, I'm, you know, I'm 30 uh, percent short of getting my uh, home repair. Uh, so, as that triggered a follow up with Atkinson to come in and talk about how to properly update your homeowner's
2: insurance uh, to meet you with know, the and and, to meet and current. Your agent should have been talking to you. A good agent would know costs are going up, and they need to address that every time you renew your homeowner's policy. Because if you haven't renewed that in five, eight, 10, 15 years, replacement costs 15 years ago were a whole lot less than they are today. Let me get back to the article today about whether I want to remodel or buy a new home. I want to leave you all with this one thought. In the article in the newsletter, it refers you to something else you can find on our website, and it's the Consumer's Guide on how to pick a contractor. And it takes you through nine questions you must get answered before you pick who you're going to choose to remodel your house, your home, your castle or your cabin. You can find that at com. Go to the search engine and just put punch in consumer guide. We've got consumer guide there for general contractors, consumer guides there for plumbers, for painters, for roofers and it takes you through the questions you need to be asking the people that are coming to your house to provide you with a service. If you'll just follow those consumer guides, we would be out of business because we wouldn't be taking the hundreds of phone calls we take all week long from people who are being cheated and scammed. And I told you I was going to talk about it just for a minute. When when Karen called and she had that air hammer problem, she calls a plumber. Some of these people that are coming out now are trained, Karen, to look for other things to fix. And they'll use the assumptive clothes. You want me to replace that water anode rod in your water heater, don't you? You want me to replace that ballcock valve on the water heater, don't you? And pretty soon what you thought was gonna be a $250, $300 bill is seven, eight, nine hundred dollars